Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on the Film Review Live channel. Subscribe. Hi, this is Bernadette Stannis, Thelma from Good Times, and you're watching the Film Review. What is going on, people? What is going on, people? Do we have a great jam-packed show for you today? You are watching hashtag TFR Podcast Live. That's the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And again, do we have a jam-packed show for you tonight, this evening, right? First of all, we want to shout out to everyone that is listening to us, watching us on... Blog Talk Radio, on Periscope, on Vimeo, on FB, and of course, on the Film Review Live channel on YouTube. All you have to do is go to YouTube, go into the search and type in hashtag TFR Podcast Live, episode 133, and it will bring you right up. Make sure that you press subscribe and press like on this episode because we are bringing you jam-packed reviews tonight and of course this is the season of Halloween and you remember last year starting on September 23rd we went through the top 10 all-time black exploitation films of all time that were for Halloween. Yeah. The Halloween black exploitation. We're gonna yeah. go back through and give a recap yeah. on that list, but we're moving forward with yeah. the films of Halloween that you will love to watch as yeah. an American black and within yeah. the black diaspora. Yeah. And we're going into new films to watch, yeah. right? Yeah. So you wanna stay tuned for that. And of course, we are reviewing the third day. That's Jude Law. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're also reviewing what's that other a classic film tonight? Yeah. Now Voyager. That's yeah. Betty Davis, yeah. right? And of course, what's the other one that we're of course we're doing Fargo. Fargo. Part four. Yeah. Installment four. Yeah. And that is starring Chris Rock. Did you yeah. see Chris Rock on Saturday Night Live? He killed it. Just this past Saturday. Yeah. Did you see Megan the Stallion? She killed it. They both did great. Did you both see them great. representing the power that is the yeah. black woman? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 213-943-3358. Yeah. All of the 
chat situations are open. The chat line is open, 213-943-3358. The chat is open on YouTube, so you can come right in. We're right there. You can write on there. And the chat is open on FB, so we can get your comments. We've got perfect streaming, and that's what's happening. Okay, so let's get started without any further ado. First of all, before we get started with the usual, yeah. how was your week well, and the memes, right? Before we get started with that, we have oh to say gosh. this real quick. Yeah. We have to say this real quick so that you will know this because next week we're going to be doing the review. But yeah. we got to let you know yeah. that if you have not seen. It's a must see. The Good Lord Bird, yeah. right? If you yeah. have not seen The Good Lord Bird yeah. on Showtime, yeah. you have to watch this film, right? Uh, written by James McBride, an American black author. Right. The Good Lord Bird yeah. originally was supposed to star Liv Schreiber right. and... Will Smith's son. Yeah, Jaden. That's right, Jaden Smith. Yeah. But this incarnation of it that is on Showtime yeah. stars none other than what's his name? Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. That's right. You right. know him from Training Day and right. so many other yeah. films. Magnificent Seven. Yeah, 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 right. And you definitely know him from way back with Robin Williams, yeah. right? The Dead Poet Society. Yeah. If you've never seen that film, Great you film. have to see Dead Poet Society, right? Yeah. Also, Joshua Caleb Johnson mm -hmm. plays Onion. Bob is played by Herbert Point du, Dubois or DeJour. That's his name, right? Yeah. And so you have to see this piece. Yeah. It's John Brown. If you don't know who John Brown is, yeah. this these episodics will take you through who John Brown is. Based and on it, a true story. Based right? on a true story. Right. It is the events that led up to the Civil War, yes. right? And it is told through the eyes yeah. of the young boy yeah. who is mistakenly thought to be a girl. Yeah. And we are going to go in depth in that next week so we yeah. just had to yeah. let you know that it debuts tonight but we right. saw it a little early yeah. so we decided that we would yeah. talk about it great right episode now. the first great. episode, the first episode. is directed by albert hughes one That's of the right. hughes brothers one of the hughes brothers so, well put together yeah, great yeah. acting it introduces some of the main characters and more characters are going to be introduced yeah so, without further ado now... Well, you know, first, let's give condolences okay. to actor Thomas Jefferson Bird. Mm -hmm. he, we know him from acting in numerous Spike Lee films. That's right. He was murdered overnight in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we know him from... He played the character Earl Barnes in the movie Clockers. He also played um, in another Spike Lee film, Chirac. He mm -hmm. played in Sweet Blood of Jesus, Red Hook Summer, Bamboozled. He got Game, uh, Get on the Bus, Girl Six, and Clockers. 
That's right. And, he was um, the, he will definitely be missed. Yeah, he was the consummate supporting role actor. Yeah. Or just a, a extra in the back with a line or two, yeah. but he was there for Spike Lee constantly. Yeah. And I wonder what the situation yeah. is concerning his passing. Yeah. But our condolences go out uh, to, to his, his family, family right. and friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that is one, I guess you could say, one of the first blurbs that just came across, yeah. and we yeah. weren't able to grab a photograph because it had just come across. But we get the news to you right then. Yep. So, first of all, how was your week, secondary? Well, you know what? I was happy when October came in mm-hmm. because I love the month of October. Well, first of all, you know, growing up in the Midwest. We were fortunate enough to see like the change of seasons and like the leaves, like the beautiful colors. It went from green, you know, the summer colors, green leaves, green, you know, trees, branches, and to now they're like, you know, we have the autumn colors, we have the oranges, we have the yellows, we have like the golds, the browns, just just beautiful, right? So, um, and then we get what was called Indian summer in October. Right, so um, yeah, looking forward to to that. And also, growing up, every kid was excited about Halloween because as a child you equate Halloween with candy, right? <laughs> so as an adult, you learn a little bit more about Halloween, right? Yeah. But as a child, you equate Halloween with candy and scary movies. And like, as far as us. We grew up watching Big Chuck and, and, and uh, Little John or Big Chuck and the Hulahan show. And on Friday nights, they would show, like, scary films. Right. So, yeah, so excited about October coming in because we, I mean, I'm telling you, dealing with COVID, like, the summer just flew by. You know, nobody could go on summer vacations. So we just, you know, hey, we just take it day by day. Day by day. And um, just looking forward to COVID being over, but um, I was happy when October came in. Over when it came in. Yeah, you know. So, let's see. The first meme, being that we're talking about COVID-19, make sure you smash the share button and the like button, and make sure you subscribe to the Film Review Life channel on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Share, share on all platforms. Let your people know that we are on because we are bringing reviews that will save you revenue. Because movies are costing $19.99 now. At home. Right? Oh, and another thing. Definitely, uh, we have babies that uh, are coming that were born and some that haven't been born yet. Like, um... Uh, Nicki Minaj, congratulations to her and her husband, Kenneth Patty. They gave birth to a baby. Um, our cousins, Mar- Tyree and Maria, are giving birth to a bundle of joy, a baby boy. Um, Tyree and Maria? Tyree and Melanie. Um, and Ooh, also yeah. Kevin Hart and his wife, they gave birth to a baby, right? Okay. So congratulations to everyone who gave birth and those who are in the process of giving birth. That's right, because in this time yeah. of death, there is truly it's a blessing. Life. Yeah. Right. Yes. What's going on to Sandra Burrell? I see that she's yeah. watching. Okay, hey, people. Sandra. Look, first 
meme of tonight, right? COVID-19 nasal swab test punctured woman's brain leaving uh, lining and leaked brain fluid from her nose. I think the woman was trying to give her, I think she was trying to give her a lobotomy or something. I mean, but what's scary about that is I remember when COVID um, began, right? And they were looking for people to help with the COVID test. And I remember it saying, you know, no experience at all. We just will train you to give the tests. And I kind of like worried about that. I was like thinking, I hope they train the people properly because to say no healthcare experience at all, nothing, period, will train you. And when I read about this, I was like, I was shocked, but then I wasn't kind of surprised because I'm just, I'm like, well, are they training these people properly? You know, so that's scary because we are putting our lives in these people's hands when they give us this COVID test because they're taking this instrument, this tool, and they're sticking it up our the, with the nasal. Well, they have the quick. They have the quick swabs. Not now, supposed to go like this. Right. But they had the one that would go in and park to the left. Right. Or park but to the, the thing right. is, the newer ones that they have that you just talked about that they don't have to go as far up in the nose. I mean, are the people who already purchased the earlier ones are they willing to throw those out and buy a? New ones? No, they're probably going to go I mean, that's what I'm saying. Though. They're going to use all of the, the ones that they had prior to this new one. Well, and you know, if so, the media, if there's anything that the media was saying, it was a shortage of uh, of tests anyway, right? Oh I mean, that's what the media said anyway. What's up to Tanya M. Congress? Hey, I see that she's watching. Hey, you know, we produce the hashtag yep. TFR Podcast Live yep. OB. Right. That's the film review Podcast presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host, Tanya M. Congress, my sister, y'all. Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. We come on Monday through Friday. Make sure you go to the Film Review Live channel and subscribe because we come on Monday through Friday. Saturday, we take the break. And then Sunday, we're here with the Film Review Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society podcast. And you know what? I call it the daily news observations Mm -hmm. because you guys, you do a great job breaking down and explaining to the public What's going on as far as um, you know politics and uh, helping with definitions and with bills you know being passed and what's going on with the with the different protests and the organizations you you guys did a good job following the money <laughs> and behind the Black Lives Matter movement and who's really behind the Black Lives Matter movement breaking down our uh, definitions for the uh, with the Marxists. And Antifa, like, and all of that. Everything that's going on. So I love how you guys give the news. And it's not skewed. It's not fake news. Yeah, it's not But media. you give the real news, real information, and you give receipts. Right. You give the receipts. You give, you tell the people, this is where we got this source from. These are the references. And I love how you guys broke down um, 
with the Attorney General, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Cameron. Yeah, the, Daniel uh, Cameron. The, yes, the Breonna Taylor uh, case. That's and right. So, so, great job. With episodes that. 1 through right. 28. Right. As my sister likes to say, that's 56 hours right. of information. Yeah. Two hours of show, 56 right. hours of information. And, you know, the Daniel Cameron, I talked about phraseology. Yeah. So, when you go back and walk, listen to that episode, we break down yeah. his breakdown of what happened Yes. With Brianna Taylor and yes. the three officers right. and her boyfriend at her apartment, yes. and how his phrase allergy, right. his use of it, right. failed him, yes. and why there should be many lawsuits out right. there coming. Yes. Because what he said seemed to be a little bit less. And he was also factual. mentioned in Megan Thee Stallion's performance. He sure last was. night on Saturday Night Live. Now I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure with all of that flat. Well, we're gonna leave that right there. Yeah. But I'm sure that every now and then he likes to look at people. He was watching Saturday Night Live, and his name came across <laughs> probably right. one of his favorite artists right. besides well, his favorite it. country artists. <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, he said, God, dog, I know his phone rang all night and all day after that Saturday Night Live broadcast. I have a feeling that uh, that uh, Daniel uh, Cameron mm-hmm. may be a little disconnected to the culture, so he may not be. <laughs> he might be out there while he's golfing or no. running or jogging. He's got on his thing. Wop. I doubt it. Wop. Come on now. Oh, oh, it's some hoes in this. He'd be running. It's some hoes. He'd be looking at the sisters. Wait a minute, man, the sisters ain't hoes, no. though, man. Stick to the. He's looking for the Karens in the back. As, as Ice Cube used to say with West Side Connection, he said, stick to the dicks in the balls. Oh, no. Viewer discretion is advised tonight. All right, people, let's look at this one right here. I'm going to leave this image right okay. here. You see, that's Elton John. Okay. That's the Speaker of the House. Okay. That's, I don't know who the ball, I know who he is, but I don't. Okay. But you see who is standing there. Is that Fauci? That is Fauci. Okay. Right? Right. And I'm going to leave that right there. And, you know, just so people can uh, get a glimpse of that, like, where would your loyalty lie? You know, you're to hugged his, up and chummed to up. To himself. Now, this right here, this says, literally, thousands of doctors and scientists have come out against Fauci's lockdowns, including a Nobel Prize winner, right? Because we are potential... Lee, getting ready to head to a shutdown. So, will you be ready and able to survive it when they're getting ready to lock down New York again, they said. New York City is getting ready to lock back down. This is going to be very interesting as we head into the fall, right? Now, because they're not telling you about herd immunity, but of course, we talked about herd immunity In episodes 121 through 133, you just go and listen to all those. We we do a whole episode on herd immunity, and the news still hasn't talked about herd immunity. I mean, we told them about 
COVID being a pandemic before they even used the terminology. That pandemic. was in episodes 104 through 110. Oh. We compared it to movies. Right. Right? Right. And showed you what would happen, how to survive. But 104 yeah. to 110, 121 up right. to now 133. Now, right. require, this is another meme that I saw, require cops to have four-year degree okay. in law. Right. Instead of six weeks of training, and a lot of our problems would be solved, right? Glad to, I turned, I turned, I tuned in, I guess we just said I turned in. Okay. Who is this? Sandra, Sandra Burrell. Hey, nephew, glad I tuned in. Just had birthday, young dinner. Uh, birthday young dinner with my aunt and two of your uncles. So Uncle Chuck's birthday. Glad I finally caught your show. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, happy birthday. I don't know. You know, um, I gotta see it. I gotta see a photo. I don't know exactly. <laughs> but anyway, birthday. they got to have this these cops taken care of, right? By having them have a degree. And a lot of this would be settled because these are young guys. Now, here's one that I thought was very interesting that I thought that, you know, really talked to what we've been talking about during the week on hashtag TFR podcast live OB. Malcolm says, we are not outnumbered. We are out organized. Malcolm X. We, That's the we, truth. Fact. We told you out or you have to organize to mobilize. You have to right. mobilize to organize. And the mobilizers get with the organizers right. and let the egos go. We will have something. Right. right. Now this is sad news because we grew up oh, with yeah. this person. Yeah. We grew up watching this yeah. person. And right? I met her in Washington DC. That's right, she was right, really right. nice. At, at Howard University. Yes. Right? Yeah. You you possibly had you made a different decision. Right. You possibly We were almost been down, roommates. Almost <laughs> roommates. That's right. She was this is so sweet. Ananda Lewis. Yes. She's been diagnosed with yes. stage three breast cancer. Yeah. We remember watching her on yep, and coming up on yeah, Team, Team Summit. Summit. We all grew up together, right? Yeah. Yep. And so uh, prayers go up yeah. for her. Yeah. You know, yeah. because she was always a nice person yeah. and yeah. she fought the revolution. You She's know I mean? one of those people, you know how we talk about some people, like you see them one way on television, uh-huh. but then when you meet them on, in person, on television, she came across really nice and kind, right? Uh-huh. But in person, she came across like even nicer, like just a warm, kind, friendly person. So what you saw on TV, I mean, that's really her. I mean, there was no act at all. Such a good person with a so good heart. So prayers definitely go up for yeah, her. and her family. Now, this right here was interesting. You know, the doctor that they have been calling a coup, the African doctor, you know, that's here and there on this show, you know, where we stand. But she said that she would be willing to subscribe. Okay. uh, Was that hydrochloroquine to the president so he could be cured from this COVID-19? Because right Right. now it appears that 
they're saying that they're doing experimentation. You know, he's a person of a certain age. Right. And you know how the doctors like to experiment. Right. right? And being it depending on where where they stand, right. I wouldn't too much trust that experimentation because you know, they said they took the Hippocratic oath. No, but. you know, but when they stopped that drug, number one, I can't think of her name now, but we showed the footage on our show of that, uh, the governmental representative, was she in uh, Michigan? Yeah, uh, yeah. And she, she took a, the, and the, she took the hydrochloric, right, and, and it she, worked. It cleared right it up. It cleared right up, right. And then I've seen doctors prescribe that inf- that medication. To many, many, many patients, and I saw many, many, many patients released. But if you're not, but they, if you're not the doctor on the side of pressing that that vaccine, are you going to take the vaccine when they make it mandatory? If you're not on the side of pressing that vaccine, then they're going to look at you as a quack. Let's keep moving. Like, do you really, if you're not on the side of like pushing this, this you know, I mean, you know, Bill Gates has this vaccine, right? Right. But then, if people are being cured by this hydrochloroquine and like a couple of other, that would take away medicine. those billions of dollars that he right. invested. Right. So don't want to do that now because right. it is about capitalism right. and money. So the four agreements: be impeccable with your word. Right. Don't take anything personally. Right. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. And always do your best. Yeah. Be impeccable with your word. Right. Don't take anything personally. Right. Don't make assumptions. Right. And always do your, your best. best. That's yeah. right. The four agreements. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that meme. I thought that was yeah. That was yeah. food for thought and education yeah. for the youth and some adults. Now you know right. there's still time. There's still time for adults. Still time. Is there? I always say it's time to focus on the youth and the children. Yeah, but it's still time for people to <laughs> focus on have. the youth and the children. You remember? You remember the cartoon? Uh, well, it was an anime. Okay. The uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Remember, yeah. it was the abominable. He had sent right. the. It was the wizard, and he had sent the abominable snowman. Right. And the abominable snowman, after he knocked them down the hill, he became friends. And in the end, the wizard. Right. Lost his power, but he said, "Can I still have just a little power, please?" And he lit up the whole Christmas tree. Yeah. He was wicked, yeah. but they gave him something That's of true. his childhood, That's and true. it's like Rosebud. Have you ever seen Citizen Kane, people? Yeah. Or the whales? If you haven't seen Citizen Kane, you yeah. do have to see that movie. Okay, people, and still, yeah. this is talking about. You know, adults, right. right? Right. Right. So we have to say about those people who are still, yeah. stay away from still people, right? right? And right. what are the still people known for? Right. Still living in the past, still, still losing, still not making, making effort, effort. Right. still complaining, right. still broke. Still making excuses and the last and the greatest of the seven deadly sins, because this is what really this is, Mm -hmm. still hating. You see, there's no time for hate because time is so short and you will turn around and find it. Time has left you with nothing but 
old age if all you do is stay away from still people. Stay away from still people. Still making excuses. That was funny. Still making excuses. Still hating. Okay, people. So let's get right to it. The first review of the night. Third day. Is let me look the cast up. Yeah, go ahead. The third day, right? The third day. And let me say, uh, Jude Law, his installments happen in the summertime. Right. Naomi Harris's installments happen in the winter. And this happens, this interesting programming happens on HBO. Yeah. Right? This is the synopsis before we go over the full cast. Because the okay. cast is an ensemble cast. Right. But this is the um, synopsis. An isolated island accessible only at 4.15 p.m. through a strip of land covered by the ocean by 5.15 p.m. every day. People go to sober up, but somehow at night in the evening, or maybe because it's festival time, Mm -hmm. this special festival they have on the album, on the island, on the album, on the the island, the alcohol is flowing, right? Look, that's okay. I messed up my cousin's name earlier. So, (laughs) In this world, Jude Law, Summer, And Naomi Harris, winner, discover uncomfortable truths about themselves on this HBO show. The frustration that the viewer feels due to the decisions made by the characters, right? Keep the viewer on the edge of the seat. This will keep you on the edge of the seat because you're like what decisions are they making? Would you make those decisions or is this for the story to play forward? Would you make these decisions the third day? Let's go through the cast. Okay, well first of all, starring Jude Law Mm -hmm. and then let me say, when we saw previews of this on HBO, we knew that we were going to watch it. Be- First of all, because Jude Law is in it, and just like um, the young Pope and his previous work that we watched, mm-hmm. he never disappoints. He's a good actor. Now, right? now, now it's the new Pope. Yeah, now it's the new Pope. And the young Pope is in a coma. Right. But we're going to be talking about, about that, that too. But starring in the third day is Jude Law. He plays Sam. Mm-hmm. Catherine Waterson, she plays Jess. Emily uh, Watson plays Mrs. Martin. Freya Allen plays Kaylee. Patty Constein plays Mr. Uh, Martin. And um, there's going to be a second half of the which, third day. So she, yeah, she's, and it's going to be starring. Winner. Yeah, starring um, Naomi Harris. She's going to be playing Helen. And then Nico Parker is going to be playing her daughter, Ellie. And um, so that's the second half of the third day. So we watched the first half, uh, which is starring Jude Law. And the second half that stars uh, Naomi Harris that begins Monday 
So when we watch that Monday, we're, we're going to backtrack and go over it again. That's right. So remember yeah. that Jew Law situation is happening in the wintertime. Right. No, excuse me. It's in, in the, the fall. summertime. It's, in the, it's summer. the summertime. Okay. And her situation happens in the wintertime. It's okay. within the same. It appears by the previews that it's within the same year. Okay. But what has established with Jew Law has happened in the summer. And her situation of coming over to the island for a new adventure, as it says in the trailer, uh, she comes across as having it take place, you know, right then in the winter time, right? So that's what that looks like to me. What do you think? Is that good? Is that right? Am I right? No, you're right. Well, let's go. Let, right. let's, let's watch because, the trailer. Because it's, yeah, you're right. Because it starts off, they're wearing shorts. Right. So and let's watch the let's watch the trailer here, right? As we go on, and we're gonna watch this trailer. I think it's set up to go. Yeah, it looks like it. Let's see. Let's push. Okay. Okay. For some reason, it's not. Okay. Wait a minute. All right. All right. Let's go back. All right, people. Just a little technical difficulty here, but we're gonna. Fix it up because we go a little bit like this, go like this, and go media. There we go. And here is the trailer for it. We're going to talk over it. So, this is the trailer for. To lose, have you lost? For the third day. That's a long right? time ago. Pain so, Jude Law and Naomi Harris, right? Yeah, for some bad things. Cinematography on So again, the second half of the installments is called Winter, and that's with Naomi Harris. Uh, Harris, right? Cinematography is a ten. Right. The camera movement in the piece is a ten. The town as a character is a ten. The character development is a 10. Character art is a 10. Wardrobe location is a 10. Right? You know what I want to throw in there? I think this is the first time I've ever done this. The creepiness is a 10 because it's an eerie town. Yeah, it's eerie. <laughs> it's very eerie. Very, very eerie, right? <laughs> it is. It is what you say it is. It is creepy and it is... Uh, the location and the wardrobe makes the piece 
Eerie, what's going on? Do you remember Tremay? And you remember how you would watch Tremay? Mm-hmm. And there would be the... You, you know, of course, you went there if right. you were American black to listen to the jazz, right? And the soul that was coming from out of there. But then there would be the the backwoods people, and they would be like the folk music of Louisiana, and they they would be back there, and they would be putting on tree bark, and and you're like, oh man, that's kind of eerie. Can we get back to the jazz? And I mean, it was just slow the whole. Show down. Well, this doesn't slow it. Slow this down because it's all within. As you travel through the island, you find these different pages of people who believe different things. Like, like you see this in the cuts, right? It's definitely a twist. The drama and the suspense, in it, mostly because of poor decision making, right, is a ten. The acting skills, the way that. Uh, Jew Law emotes in this piece with the situation that the character is put in is a 10. Believability. Believability, you can suspend your belief and believe that somebody would be that stupid. And it's (laughs) that's a 10. So what would you rate the third day? The third day, I would definitely give it a, I would give it a 10 because, first of all, the acting, mm-hmm. again, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a twist that I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have to give it a 10. Yeah, it's a big twist. A, a big twist. And the thing is, what I loved about it, as far as like the visuals, mm-hmm. um, you said the name when we were watching the film, but... When you describe, because this is this is true. There's actually a road, right? Right. And um, during the day, it's beautiful. It's like you see this road with beautiful, like a lake underneath, like turquoise water, beautiful. So as you're driving, like you can kind of see the water. It's like on really close side. on each side, really mm-hmm. visually beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. But then at a certain time, the road just disappears and it's nothing but under the like water. under the, the water. It's just rises, all lake, right? beautiful turquoise water. And so like, just to see that was visually beautiful. And then like you said, before the people start acting crazy, mm-hmm. it looks pretty. It looks like one of those Oktoberfests. The situation right. speaking in the month of October. October. Fresh. So yeah, you know, with the costumery and all of this stuff, except where they put like scary stuff on top of their hair, like later on, because gradually you see the progression of the festival. In the beginning, it looks like oh, nice little October Fest festival, and then as like the the following day, they start putting on those eerie costumes over their head. I don't know. I mean, this it was really good. I mean, it was it's unpredictable. unpredictable. The acting is great. Um, visually beautiful in certain areas, but then it be, turns into visually creepy. <laughs> and so, a, a real good twist. So, I'm looking forward to seeing so, so you Naomi Harris. I definitely give it a 10. I'm looking forward to seeing her version, seeing her on the island Monday. Yeah, with her two children. With her two pitch, children. Right? Right. So, that's going to be good. Uh, Mel, uh, Naomi Harris and her, she's going to have two daughters. With her on the island. Whereas he had no one. Well, yeah. Right. And he should have had someone with him because he was really irresponsible. But those are the twists. And you know that it is Halloween. So, you know, people make 
irresponsible decisions. And Horrible. speaking of Jude Law, before we move on, you were fortunate enough to be a part of a, a live Q and A. Q&A. Yeah, with Drew Law, and because uh-huh. um, he has another film coming up that we'll be reviewing. That's yes. not out yet. Not out yet. And so, from what you, from the interview, uh, you were saying he came across like <clears throat> really cool and down to earth. Yeah, he came across uh, cool and down to earth, and he went through his process of acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could ask questions, and it was a uh, yeah. gathering of people, you know, just a private gathering, mm-hmm. you know, uh, meeting uh, digitally over the internet, over the web. And, it, and he was a, a nice guy yeah. by the interview. Yeah. You know, that's all that you so, can yeah, ask for. So, yeah, because we talked about that earlier. It's just like when you watch people over the years, it's nice to come across one, like we were saying about Ananda. Who are what you see is what you get, you know, just real cool down to earth people. But but right. definitely the third day you want to see. So we're going to be talking about his future film, but we right. want to say that if you haven't seen this film before, oh, yeah. called the talented Mr. Ripley, yeah. you should definitely see yeah. this film. It's yeah. Jude Law. Right. What's her name back there? The one with the into health food now. That's uh, that's uh, from off of Friends. What's her name? Is that um? Well, I know that that's yeah. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. So from Friends, is that um Phoebe? So, is she the one that plays Phoebe? It's so yeah. far away. Yeah, that's her. Um. But anyway, see see that film. Not it Jennifer a, Aniston. No, not right. Jennifer Aniston. It's the other one that everybody criticizes about her health, her health food. Now that people shouldn't be criticizing her over. Alright people, so look Last Season <laughs> Can you believe we're on our third season Last season we went over Lisa Kudrow Lisa Kudrow, right okay. Last season we went over The top 10 The top 10 All time top 10 black exploitation Horror films Of all time we went over that last year, right? And the top 10. So we're going to do a brief recap. But on the Film Review Life channel, in the playlist, we have the top 10 black exploitation films of all time. Yeah. And that is on the playlist where you can watch all of those episodes. It's six episodes. Watch that because we break them down and we bring clips. Okay. Also, go ahead. Gwyneth Paltrow. Because I'm like, I don't remember Phoebe. From Fe- okay, so that was, that's Gwyneth Paltrow okay. and the talented Mr. Ripley. Okay, right. Okay, so now, the top 10, we did the top 10 plus right. honorable, uh, six honorable mentions, right? So the top 10, Scream, Blackula, Scream, yeah. 73. Right. Uh, Number two was Blackula, 72. Right. Now, you can, again, go to the playlist okay. in at the Film Review Live channel on YouTube, and you can watch those episodes. It's six okay. episodes. We lay it out. We okay. even show you some horror films like The Strange Thing About the Johnson. Oh, that one was interesting, wasn't it? Right. Didn't see that. Right. So, number three, Vampire in Brooklyn, 1995. Right. right. Number four is Death by Temptation. Right. Death, D-E-F by Temptation, 1990. 
Number five is Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son-in-law, 1977. You see a lot of these covers up there at the top, right? Number six is J.D.'s Revenge, 1976. Glenn Turman, we're going to be talking about him again tonight because he is on... The new episodic called Fargo Installment 4, right? Number seven, Blackenstein. If you have never seen Blackenstein, classic. 1973. Eight is Now Eat by Brother Lynch, home. That's 2000. Number nine is Tales from the Hood, 1995. And number 10 is Bones 2. Thousand one. Now honorable, right. honorable mentions. Right, right. that's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Honorable mentions. Number eleven right. was Us, twenty nineteen. Right. Number twelve, Abby, nineteen seventy four. Number thirteen, Doctor Black, Mister Hyde, nineteen seventy six. Fourteen, The Shifter. That's my film. You yes. see the trailer Classic. at the beginning of. Our episodes because it yeah. is Halloween. You can go right over to Demand on yeah. Vimeo. Type yeah. in the Shifter, yeah. T B I C, the Shifter, or the Black Ice Chronicles, right. the Shifter, right. and it comes right up. And you can watch it. It is a horror yeah. comedy. Yeah. Great acting. Yeah. Shot beautiful. Twenty. Well, you know what? I, the Shifter. I always say, like, as far as the honorable mention list. It needs to be on that other list, like not even top ten, but top five, because it's well written. The acting is great. It has a horror. I love the community aspect of it, and mm-hmm. I love the sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's up there. It's Plus, it really, 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 really good. Curators pick at yeah at, at Fringe Fest and Hollywood. Hollywood, right? So. Um, but you didn't even need to get a award from Hollywood in order to know that that was a great grade. I mean, it's really good. The Shifter is really good. Right. And it's within the trilogy of films, including right. Back in Cleveland right. and Situations. It's a right. trilogy right. starring a character called uh, Shamika, right. right? Blade, 1998, that's 15. And number 16, The Strange Thing about the Johnsons, right? They were strange family. Right. So there is another, there's a documentary out there, right? About horror, right? About black horror films, right? Great, great. And it's called uh, Horror Noir, right? Uh, Horror Noir deals with black People in horror films, right? So let's turn there real quick. Film Noir came originally, it originally came out in 2019. Black history is black horror. It kicks off and it talks about the birth of a nation. Right. D.W. Griffith. If you don't know who D.W. Griffith is and the birth of the nation, did you know that that movie played in the White House when Woodrow Wilson was in the White House? So you see, there's always been (laughs) racists 
in the White House, right? Right, so it goes through and it talks about Oscar Michaud and Spencer Williams, right? It, it breaks down certain films like Sugar Hill, right. The Girl with All the Gifts, right. The Craft, right. uh, Sacrifice Negroes, right? right. Uh, what else? Mi Mississippi, yeah. Burning, yeah. Eve's Bayou. If you didn't know that Mississippi Burning was kind of like a horror film, right. You know, even though it's a civil rights film, but it's kind of horror film too. Yeah, yeah. Attack the Block, Horrifying. the first purge. We reviewed the first purge yeah. in the first season yeah. of TFR Podcast Live, right? Yeah. Spiral, a quiet, quiet place, right. and the hunt, right? Right. The synopsis: Black professors. And American black actors discuss the early beginnings of American blacks in films, in horror films, right. to today, and how the impact of us on screen right. has changed over the decades. Right. Jordan Peele, Get Out and Us, yeah. right? He talks about his Get Out and Us. Yeah. Uh, Paula. Job Parker, right? Uh, Miguel A. Nunez Jr. They talk about their times in horror, yeah. and it's a full yeah. all-star cast yeah. of American blacks that have yeah. been in horror films, yeah. right? We'll definitely show you the trailer next week, right? Yeah. The documentary now showing yeah. it's now showing on Amazon. Yes. It is a timeless, detailed piece which yep. scholars, directors, actors, and fans yeah. can watch for years to come, yeah. right? Yeah. To learn about blacks as horror right. and in horror movies, right? They They're, do a great job breaking right. all of this down. It's still a fight. To put dignity and roles right. in horror right. for American blacks. And this is what yeah. this details yeah. out, right? And so, go ahead. I love how they um, they break the films down in chronological order, right? So, they go far back, like you said, The Birth of the Nation, like the first like horror film, right? Mm -hmm. No sound to present day. Right. And um, so, and I love how all of the different like directors and actors and the filmmakers are all like, um, as well as uh, the critics, right? Right. And um, all talk, sit down and talk and give like the history as far as like each of the different films. You know, everybody's giving their opinion at different times, you know. Um, but it's just. Well done. It was just a well done um, yeah, documentary. Well done. And the thing is, is since October is Horror Month, Horror Month, we'll be covering all of this, and we'll uh, show you. We'll have the film noir trailer to show you. Well, next we, week. actually, we have it now. Let's go. Oh, look at you! We've you always so loved horror. Crazy it's just that horror hasn't always loved us. <laughs> Black people play a particular role in horror films. First, we weren't in it. We were played by white people. Yeah. We went from maids to pimps and hoes. If there was somebody black, they would be the first to die. <laughs> black. 
films hold a mirror up to society, but at the same time give an audience an escape. The name is Blackula. <laughs> One fellow said to me, you were directing before it was legal. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Yes, that's history. We've shifted from being the focal point of the fear to being the heroes. This would be unheard of 25 years ago. If we can use what we've experienced, we can tell stories that people have never seen before. Right. So good. So black horror, horror noir. Yep. 2019. The intro and the setup. Let's break this down now so that you'll know. So that you know what what you can watch that leads you into some information. Intro and setup of the doc. Introing and letting you know the backstory to American Blacks in Film, that's a 10. Yeah. Storyline through line is a 10. The use of movie clips right. in it to tell the story, that's a 10. Yeah. Introducing the development of film, Blacks inclusion, right. that's a 10. Information, that's a 10. Yeah. Story through editing, the use of the editing, the sound, the yeah. use of them being in a theater yeah. and having that theater experience nice touch. while they're talking about their experience in film yeah. and their experience and watching yeah. horror films with black people in it. Right. That's a 10. Yeah. Connection from movies now right. to back then and from back then to now. That's a 10. Right. What would you give horror new horror? I would just like you, I would give it a 10 because it was just like well done. And I love the experience of of seeing like the filmmakers, the actors, the actresses, you know, talking about the film, meanwhile giving us history and just like the jokes that they would tell in between. And um so I would definitely give it a ten. Yeah, so I would watch it again. We're gonna watch it again, actually. We have yes. a whole month. Yeah, so originally it was on Shutter, right? But now it is on what's it on now? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. And it's worth watching again. It's it's good, really good. It's well put together. Well right? put together. Right. Let's see. Let's see. Tanya M. Congress. Yeah. The first time I tried to see Mississippi Burning, it was at the Maple Heights Theater on Broadway. I remember. I remember getting up and walking out of it in the first fifth. 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Mississippi burning boy. And then it had the great white help at the end. Like, you know, yeah. you know, because they had the FBI helping. Yeah. Isn't it funny how the FBI has two parts? It has the ones that help and the ones who don't, just like the Justice Department. Right. Half of the Justice Department is trying to lock you up, right. and the other half is trying to set you free. Right. It's really, it all depends on who's in there. And, you know, it's all in a major system. Now, in the spirit of film, of horror, noir, we have picked each week going for the four weeks leading up to Halloween. We have, we're showing you the top ten list of all-time 
black exploitation horror. But along the bottom here are four films where there are black people in these horror films that are not specifically black horror films that black people, American blacks and the black diaspora will enjoy watching for one reason or another. So the first film that we have put on the list is Night of the Demons. That's right here. That is 1998. Just search Night of the Demons, 1998. The character, the black character in it is Roger, R-O-G-D-E-R, portrayed by Alvin Alexis, right? The second film is from the... Friday the 13th. How many were there? 115? Right? Right. It's Friday the 13th. Okay. A New Beginning. Okay. And Reggie. Right? Okay. Shavar Ross. You know Shavar Ross. Okay. He was Dudley on... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. He was Dudley, right? Yeah. On and different strokes. On, right? on different strokes. That's okay. right. And, you know, so Dudley <laughs> could run. Right? right. So... You should definitely watch that one, New yeah. Beginnings. We saw that in the theater. We yeah. came out, you know, pretty satisfied with that that particular one. And you know what? I'm satisfied with the one we reviewed, the newer version, because the little black boy got away. I can't think of the actor's name, but that one has got to be like one of the best. Oh, was that Halloween? No, that was Halloween. Yeah, that was Halloween. That was Halloween. Where, where he where he said, <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I'm not gonna get killed. You got to see that. You know, he had he had the common sense. Yes. It was see. one of the best. Okay, so number three is Jeepers Creepers. And you know it's about time for a new Jeepers Creepers because he comes around ever so often, ever so many years, twenty seven years. So it's time for a new Jeepers Creepers. Uh the character's name in that the Dudley's name was Reggie, right? I already said that. Uh, Giselle Gayhart was the character in Jeepers Creepers, came out in 2001, portrayed by Patrice Belcher, right? Number four, I still know what you did last summer, the 1998. Okay. Uh, Carla Wilson was the character portrayed okay. by Brandy. Brandy you know, Brandy Norwood, Norwood right? Okay. Each week up to Halloween, okay. we will be uh, bringing more Halloween movies. American okay. Blacks and the Black Diaspora okay. will love to watch, okay. will like to watch, that are not specifically okay. produced for American black audiences, but right. they are horror films, and you will enjoy them okay. for one for one particular reason in particular. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the list, and you see you see that. So all of these, okay. right? I remember what you did. Yeah. I still know what you did last summer. You Jeepers Creepers, mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth, New Beginning, and Demon Night. I have no idea. I don't know what they are thinking because this would have been like the perfect time for them for them to release Candyman. Like, well, they had to wait because you know the theaters. They I know, the theaters. but that's why a lot of other people have moved their films to either like Netflix, Amazon Prime, or on demand. 
they say, well, you know, they really want that cash box okay, office. Okay, yeah, right? but the way COVID is, COVID is going up and down like a roller coaster, I mean, what, you going to wait forever? Uh-oh, going up and down like a roller coaster. Right, so. Go, oh, and then also on the list of horror, we didn't add uh, Antebellum. <laughs> Well, Antebellum was last week. I know, but we're going to throw that on the horror list, too. Right. Yeah, (laughs) so let's see. Now, people, up next is a... Oh, yeah. Is a series on FX. I'll pull up the actors. Called Fargo 4. Now, Fargo is loosely based it, it, it's uh, formulation and how it plays out is loosely based on the Coen Brothers right. Fargo right the original film that came out in 95-96 right. called Fargo Great right? Film. right so Fargo 4 Originally, it was supposed to come out in April, on April 19, 2020, but due to COVID, it was, its release was pushed back to September 27, 2020, and it did not disappoint it. We have been waiting for this yeah. program to come out. Forever. Right? Now, if you <laughs> haven't seen, you don't have to, because there's four installments, which right. means there's four seasons of Fargo on FX. You don't have to watch the previous seasons to know what's happening with any of the seasons, right? right? You don't have to watch one through three to know what's going on with four, other than it's happening in Fargo, North Dakota, you know, the Midwest, right? So you don't need that because each story stands alone in its its storytelling, right? So it stands alone. But what is good to do is to watch the original film Fargo right. to see where it gets its quirkiness from, right. how, how it gets its intro, because there's an intro that we're going to get to okay. in it. So uh, Chris Rock plays uh, Lloyd Cannon. Yeah. Emery... Uh, I think I got. I think Is it Crutchfield? Crutch, yeah. I left a, I left the C out. Crutchfield. <laughs> she spelled. She uh she plays Ethel Ryder Pearl uh, Smutney, okay. right? Jason Schwartzman yeah. plays Josta Fada. Salvatore Aposeto plays Giatano. Fata. Jeremy Harris plays Gene Biddle. And Glenn Turman plays Dr. Senator. Those are the main characters. Then we can go through some secondary characters real quick. They go through. Okay, let's see. Uh, Ben Wash Wishaw. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack Houston. Jesse Buckley. Lee Jesse Buckley is that nurse, that nurse rant. Oh yeah, yeah listen, 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 listen. <laughs> She's listen. no joke. Listen, the, the nurse in this, she is a psychopath <laughs> mixed with crazy sociopath. 
which means she doesn't think that anything that she does is wrong, no, right? I mean, she really doesn't think that anything that she does is wrong. So, at the bottom, it, we're, we're playing the trailer. It's the 1950s Fargo, North Carolina, North Dakota, right? And as as then, as now, American blacks find immigrants invading, taking up spaces which belong to American blacks. Enter Lloyd Cannon, Chris Rock, to negotiate his family's place within this ever-changing world, now run by uh, an Italian family, narrated through the eyes of a 16-year-old, will Lloyd be successful or fall victim to Fargo and Fargo 4? That's our synopsis, right? Yeah. That's our synopsis. Fargo is an anthology series, yes. crime drama, comedy, due to situations. It's not funny because of it being buffoonish no. in any kind of way. It's all. funny because you will see situations that you say, hey, my cousin would have done that or I would have reacted the same way and you chuckle. Created by Noah uh, Hawley, right? Hawley, right? Structured much like the original film Fargo by the Coen brothers, right? That's Fargo. That's the original cover for the Fargo, right? Fargo 4 series, much like 1 through 3, follows desperate characters. But what sets Fargo 4 apart is, though still telling a story based on true events, it is the American black audience. The American black audience gets to finally watch a story about two crime syndicates where the black characters are not secondary. Lloyd and his syndicate are the focal point of the story. Right? Yep. So that that's what Fargo, this particular Fargo is about, right? And what's, what's your thoughts on uh, for this particular Fargo for before we move forward? Um, you know what? I was looking forward to seeing Fargo 4 after seeing the previews, right? The trailer. So um, because of this COVID, it's slow things down, period, in, in, in Hollywood films, movies, TV series, everything, right? Mm -hmm. So when Fargo 4, when they did give us the release date, I was looking forward to it. And what I loved is they dropped two episodes, right? So we were able to watch two episodes back to back. Mm -hmm. So of course, Chris Rock did not disappoint because he is a great actor, right? Mm -hmm. And what I love about this uh, Fargo 4 is that I love how um, he's he's a, a crime lord syndicate, but he, he, he carries himself with dignity. You know what it reminds me of? Because I haven't seen a film like this since um, Hoodlum. Oh, with yes. Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. right. That's right. So I love seeing um, these 
American black men, mm -hmm. businessmen, mm -hmm. carry themselves with dignity, right? And businessmen, you know, because you'll see in Fargo, he, you know, not to give things anything away, but just like any other businessman, he goes to the bank, right, for a loan because he is a businessman. Uh -huh. But he carries himself throughout. No, actually, he wasn't coming for a loan. He was coming. It was a to partnership. Bring, actually, no, no, he was right? coming for a business, bringing a business opportunity yeah, so a to a Caucasian bank, right? And they did not want to take up on it. So, right, it tells certain uncomfortable truths right. about it. He wasn't coming for a loan. He right. was coming to bring a business opportunity. So, a partnership that, with the bank. It had to do with right. credit because for, right. for those who didn't know, right. American black stores were right. the first to offer credit to their customers. Right. And he was wanting to expand. Right. He looked at a situation where he could expand out. Right. And he needed the use of right. a bank, of right. a Caucasian bank, to spread right. his his business, his right. credit out right. into other market right. places and which what, he what should you have been able to do because this bank that he went to, this institution, other businessmen, American businessmen traditionally go to the bank, to the institution, to work together. And he was looking to partnership and because he had already have uh banks. He has a bank. He has, he has a, bank. a bank as the story Multiple is told. Multiple banks, right? right? As the story is told. But um, I don't know. I just love how his, him and his uh, people, how they stick together. And um, you'll see it. I don't want to give anything away, but Fargo 4 is good. Yeah, Fargo. It's good. I'm looking forward to watching uh, episode three tonight. That's right. Yeah. So it comes on. So so these shows. Yeah. So, you know, these shows are in competition with each yeah. other. I would but say. But you know what? I don't want to forget to say. Did we we uh like the relationships? I love the relationship between um, Chris Rock's character. Um, what's his character's name again? Lloyd. Lloyd and his his family, his son, the relationship with him and the son, his wife. His community, right? Um, so I love the relationship, and right. um, because what people well don't, written. what people don't realize, and when they're when they're criticizing so-called gangsters, they don't realize that that was the options that were left for people to do. Now, since Jordan Peele's Get Out and later Us hit the movie market, right? Globally, with critical success as well as box office, right. studios, production companies, and up-and-coming screenwriters look right. to cash in on the phenomenal phenomenon right. that is American Black history, right. and that is where Fargo, right. Watchmen, before it, right. and Lovecraft Country, right. contemporary right. itself. Watching these three connect the dots right. even better than a history class right. because they give you demarcation points yeah. to begin from, right? right. 
So each one of these programs, Fargo, Four, right. Lovecraft Country, right. Watchmen. Now each one of these are works of fiction, but they have true events right. woven into the storyline, right? right? Which you have to give Jordan Peele right. his credit because he showed right. that it was marketable Get out. and box office money making, yeah. right? Which meant that everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. Right. So enjoy these shows because truth is being put through these shows, right? Or should I say facts? Remember, it's not about being on that hamster wheel and right. having that emotion, but it's about and having that mindset. Right. It's about having these stories and getting the facts from them and making your own mind state. Right. Not being hindered in because you didn't know. Right. These shows help you know right. information. And I believe as it goes along, I believe that the good yard bird, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think that that's so going to bring about yeah. stories also yeah. that are going to be worth uh, listening to, which is connecting the dots. Yeah. It's about connecting the dots about what has happened right. in the past to have a better history yeah. so you know where you're going. You got to know where you're going. The good yeah. Lord Bird, let me bring that up. Yeah. Right? So the good Lord Bird is going to take you back into the 1800s, right? The Right here, Fargo takes you from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, into the 50s. Lovecraft takes you into the 50s. And Watchmen takes you from the 1920s into a modern day situation within the world that they build, right? Yeah. So these four shows bring... Uh, information that you need to know that will get you started to begin to research right. about things that you may not have known about. And so that's very important for us still today. Yeah. So make sure you watch these I think shows right? like these do well because number one, um, people are hungry for Factual history, right? And um, and 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 American blacks are also like, you know, hungry for. We want smart storylines. We want um, uh, great acting. We don't mm -hmm. want any stereotypical shucking and jiving. You know, like they do in some films. Right. Like these films are well done. Well done. And and and. There's no shucking. There's no jiving. There's all of these these characters. They um they have their own personalities, just like the 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 American Black diaspora. We have all types of personalities. They have agency. They have. There we go. Agency, right? And um and just great storytelling, right? And we're getting like you said, like pieces of our history woven in and well woven in, right? And just great writing because we watch these shows and like when we were watching like Fargo, right? 
and we had to like rewind just to hear uh just to hear some of the the, the Glenn Terman yeah. delivers a line. Yes, we like had to rewind rewind it to hear that line again. That's we was like, Woo! Great it's writing. A, it's an episode two and it has to do with yeah. a packing plant, right? right? Somehow the Italians have moved in and blacks have been in this society right. and all of these different immigrants right. come and have their shot right. and American blacks at this point in right. 1950 say enough and they right. move in so this is a great story Fargo the genius of Fargo 4 yeah. is is told from the remembrances yeah. or the memory of a 16 year old girl yeah. Ethel Ryder Pearl Smut Smutman. American black girl. Right. I get uh, Smutman. I'm, I'm looking at the wrong name. I can't I can't read my writing. This is horrible. Let me see. Her name is Smutney. Okay. Right? Okay. Ethel Pearl Smutney, right? Okay. Portrayed by uh Emery Crutchfield. That's right. And it's so small. <laughs> An American black girl whose family owns a crematorium, right? Right. A funeral home. Her world connects with Lois after the family falls on financial trouble. Her aunt and her aunt's girlfriend stop by okay. and a psychopathic, <laughs> sociopathic nurse for a neighbor takes interest enough yes. in her to bring an apple pie for the family to what enjoy. What is it when people are minding their own business? Like this little girl, right? Young black girl, 16. is just like minding her own business, reading, she was looking through her book, and here comes this crazy nurse. Prior to that, well, I don't want to give it away, but there's an introduction before the crazy nurse walked up, you know. And uh, we was just talking about, like the other day, right? I was outside. The weather has been beautiful, right? <laughs> so I'm like sweeping the stairs because these birds, they just decide, poop. So I'm minding my own business. And then this woman just like has to stop. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Da, 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 da. I'm just like, just Karen, please, just please. Just move on. I'm just trying to take in this but beautiful be fall careful. day. Because you're watching, because you're watching, <laughs> you're watching these programs. These programs also help. If you if you are blind to the fact of the danger that it is, when somebody calls case. Like literally just minding your own business in your own space. But anyway, you know, your own space, <laughs> right? So, the writing on this is superb. Okay, it's a delight. The tosses, the tossing and turns, the right. tosses and turns are the main ingredient, right? With true events thrown in right. to the rue. To taste the gumbo is to be hooked on the edge of your seat. So let's break this down. Cinematography, the way the story is told, the cuts, the edits, the camera angles, that's a 10. Storyline through line, that's a 10. Character art, 10. Acting skill, emoting, but believe me, the the 
genius of the writer Noah, well, the creator and his writing team, because right. he has a writing room. He's the creator, but there's a writing room and the genius of the writing room to tell this story through the voice and the memory of the 16-year-old. Beautifully done. And the actress who portrays her, I believe, uh, just researching it, mm -hmm. she is older than mm -hmm. that, but she plays well, she looks like 16. A, yeah, she looks like a little teenager. That's right. She Great plays acting. it, so it is, yep. is genius yep. and it's believable, yeah, right? It Character arc is a 10. Acting skills, emoting 10. Wardrobe, cars, set design. Taking us back to 1950s, Kansas 40s, City. 30s. Yeah. No, Fargo, North Dakota. Okay. Um, drama, comedy. Because of the situation. No buffoonery, but because of the situation, how serious the situation is. That's the type of comedy I like. That's the type of com comedy I write. Yes, yeah, like when you watch, yeah. when you watch the Shifter or Situations right. or Back in Cleveland, the trilogy films, right? Uh, on demand, right. on Vimeo, you see that the writing is intelligent. The characters are well fleshed out, right. and it's laughs because right. of the drama that you see, right? It's no buffoonery, right? You know what? What I wonder, what I love about like all of the different episodes of Fargo, what they all have in common is the Midwest, right? Right. So all of this is happening in different Midwest states. So what would be... No, no, it's not. It's only happening... It's saying it's happening in different Midwest states. It mm -hmm. says... Yeah. Fargo. Like this episode, this episode, the fourth season set in 1950 is in um, Kansas City. But the previous uh, one, uh, the one we saw today, the because we saw it years ago, the one we saw today took place in North Dakota, right? Well, I mean, you know what? Okay, well, there's a confusion here because the write-up is saying one thing, but when you open up, it says Fargo, 1950. So I don't know. Maybe the story happened in Kansas City, but when you open up the story, it says Fargo 1950. Well, actually, it starts with the 20s, 30s, and 40s because the Italians take over in the 40s, right. then 1950. Right. Then it comes to the uh, American blacks, and it says Fargo. So maybe I'm it's just a waiting for them to get to Ohio if we doing the Midwest. Right. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So they're just picking up stories, but so that's a confusion there. But I'm just going by what it's putting on the screen, right? Yeah. Fargo as a character okay. is a ten. Story beats is a ten. The story beats what leads to another point in the yeah. story. Something that's put down, that's a beat, that re-emerges later in the story. That's a 10. Yeah. Believability is a 10. The historical facts is a 10. What would you give Fargo for? I would give it a 10, like you said, because the acting, great acting, um, led by... Uh, Chris Rock, right? Mm -hmm. um, I love, you know what? I love the costume and design because everything just 
the period piece. I mean, but the cars, the clothes, the hair. I mean, because you know, you watch some films mm -hmm. and you know, you're like, well, it doesn't really look like it's from that period, the clothes mm -hmm. and the style. But they hit it like right on the nose. You feel like you have been uh, pulled back into the 50s. Oh, and the music. Did we talk about the music? Yeah, the music is good. The music soundtrack. Is, the yeah. soundtrack is really, really nice. So I would definitely overall give it a 10. And I can't wait to see uh, episode 3. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So well I'm going to give it most definitely Fargo 4. Yeah is a 10. Make yeah. sure that you go back and watch Fargo, the original movie by yeah. the Coen brothers, and then you will see how it sets up, and then watch season four, okay. and then go back and watch season one, two, and three right. of Fargo, the four different installments. Yeah. But definitely watch four, because four is about American blacks I'm and black you, diaspora. Fargo four, like, if you enjoyed, like, Hoodlum, because for me, after Hoodlum, there was like a, a, a gap, like right in the 50s, you know, with great films, seeing um, a black presence, mm -hmm. right, in film, and, and, and just like the swag, and just the confidence, and, and you know, so it's, whenever Hoodlum comes on, I'm like watching it again, like I'll stop and watch it, so Fargo 4, brought to me what I had been missing. You know, mm -hmm. and um and what I like about acting in it period is mm -hmm. Glenn Turman right who played in JD's Revenge, Revenge yeah. which was play, he who was he was playing a person that was possessed yeah. in the seventies right. by a character that came back from yeah. the 40s and 50s, yeah. right? And then to play a character yeah. that is in the 50s yeah. that is about self-determination and yes. the rights of American yeah. blacks. I mean, it's like he's yeah. able to go full, full circle, circle and yeah. play this character again yeah. in a different aspect, in a yeah. different point. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's amazing yeah. being an actor. Now that you said that, before we move on, the intro, the introduction, like the beginning of Fargo 4 is powerful mm -hmm. because you see the different ethnic groups, the way they move battling, into, it, out. battling it out, each of the different groups, right? And um, Chris Rock, right? His character. It reminds me of the movement of what's going on, going on today um, in America. Um, the American descendants of slaves or the American descendants of enslaved. Some people say foundational black Americans, but overall um, American blacks, right? So Chris Rock does a great job and kind of what he's going through is kind of mirroring what we're going through today. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Because In the 50s, what we're going through right now as American blacks. Because it's a it's a hamster wheel that right. we did not get off of because it constantly recycles and every time a new right. generation comes of age, right. they make it so that that generation forgets. Right. And so we have to make sure that we don't forget. Yeah. Let's see what Tanya and Connor said. Speaking of horror films, 
There was one that came out in 2014. It was called The Sweet Blood of Jesus, yeah. directed by Spike Lee. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that that was a good one. We've yeah. talked about The Sweet yeah. Blood of Jesus. If yeah. you haven't seen that, yeah. that is a vampire film, but it is also yeah. in the vein of Oscar Michaud. Right. Because Oscar Michaud and other directors, but in particular Oscar Michaud, because he was prolific through the 30s, 40s, into the 50s, he told stories of redemption and told stories that had that were spiritual or would you say religious stories and and the sweet blood of Jesus is a horror film with a twist and so yeah and most definitely that is a great film and if you haven't seen Red Hook Summer those right. two films kind of came out around the same time when when Spike moved from film to digital Red Hook Summer has a twist. We keep talking. We could just do a whole show yeah. on Spike, right? Yeah. So, people, listen. There is another... Well, we, we put this background back up about the horror because there is a new horror film coming out uh, starring Ghost. Oh, okay. What's his real name? I just know him as Ghost. <laughs> Hardwick. Yeah. Right? Yes. Starring, what's his first name? Hardwick, but Ghost, wow. right? From Ghost. He is teamed opposite. Amari. Amari. Amari Hardwick. Hardwick is teamed opposite. Loretta Devine. Wow. Okay. That's going to be good. This movie is coming wow. out on all streaming platforms okay. October 30th. Okay. And we are there to see it the day wow. before Halloween. Halloween E. So you can finish watching The Shifter yeah. on Vimeo On Demand or watch the trilogy. Yeah. Situations, Vimeo On Demand. Right. And back in Cleveland, right. Vimeo On Demand, part of the Black Ice Chronicles series, right. trilogy, right. and films by yours, written, produced, directed, edited by yours truly. Right. Then you can watch this film, and it is called Spell. Wow. And for what the trailer shows mm -hmm. he's going home. Okay. Well, he's, I, I wouldn't consider it was his home for quite some years, but he's okay. going back to bury his father. Okay. And this is where you get into situations kind of like okay. the third day. Okay. It's like, it's a different, okay. it's a different world than where you're coming from, son. Oh, and so. Maybe we can see that next week. Here huh? is, ladies and gentlemen. Do you have it? Oh, look the trailer. You see, I'm up on it. We're bringing you a chance. I told you to yes. smash the share button because yes. we're bringing you the situation so you will know what to watch that is that will entertain you as a black person. You won't see the black person get all stabbed up in the first right. few minutes of the film. Right. You can watch these films and right. see this. So this, to me, the way I see it, I call it, I call it serpent, uh, uh, serpent and the 
rainbow okay. meets misery. Wow. And so let, let's yeah, let's good. let's play this. Here here we go right okay. here. Okay. Let's see. What was he like? He was religious. Just differently. Like superstitious. South Park called down around these parts. We're going up for my daddy's funeral. They don't get many visitors up in those hollers. in a plane accident. What about my family? Now, automatically, the cutting on this, right? Mm -hmm. The cutting on this makes this look like this is something that really people are really going to want to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is, it is awesome. Loretta Divine. Again, this is like Serpent and the Rainbow. Mm -hmm. Except for instead of having a white protagonist, you have a black protagonist meets misery. Babe, you were the only one found. I need an ambulance. Notice his foot is damaged, so he Ooh. can't really he can't really move and get away because if your feet get damaged, you know, you're hobbled, yeah. right? So that's why I said this is like misery. If you've never seen misery. Kathy Bates. That's right. Yeah. You have to see misery James to understand. James Cannon, right? That James Cannon and Kathy Bates, right? That kind of slowed Kathy Bates down, I thought, because that was, oh. was kind of like Glenn Close. <laughs> Right. With, with, the acting like, was too good. It kind of believable. Like, it kind of like slowed her down a little bit. Now she's <laughs> in more like horror stuff. You know what I mean? Right. But so misery meets serpent and the rainbow. Let's keep going. The hospital within fifty miles of here. Where you think you is? New York City. <laughs> this it stands for you. Whatever. She is showing him the hoodoo doll that stands for him. Now I'm gonna have to turn this down because they start, they bring in the music. Okay. I've got, I got uh, a spell on you. Okay. Cause you're mine. Okay. Yeah, no, so I'm gonna, gonna turn it down, but I'm gonna keep playing it. Okay. But you know, we just, we just need to turn it down a bit so that we can talk over it. Okay. So, as you see, they bring they bring this in, you. right? And, and it, she's talking about she's gonna oh fix God. him real good, right? She's gonna fix him real good, and you see they got the voodoo circle or the hoodoo circle, right? Are they doing voodoo? Or are they doing hoodoo? But here he is, trying to get free. And this is going to be a horrifying picture. This can really go down in his, in our story, in history, in movie as as a classic. Do you understand? Where can we see this? It's coming out on all streaming okay. platforms okay. October 30th. Look, she's got his got his face got him made up in this voodoo doll. Wow. 
got him sinking into right because you know the woman in Get Out. I mean, uh, yeah, Get Out having the voodoo and being able to teacup with a teacup. That's that was a stretch. Okay. What was that movie we saw where the where the black woman uh, took over the white woman's body? Oh, and Carrie, Carrie Washington, Washington was in it, and yeah. and and they took over. Remember, remember, because they lynched. They was about to lynch them, mm-hmm. and what they did was they switched with the children. Right. And as the That's children, a film, yep. yeah, as the children got. Older, I thought about that. They had these are black people who who switched to children, and so the children couldn't talk. So as the men were taking the woman and the husband out, the black woman and the husband out to hang them, the kids was like, and the parents hung their own children that had been switched. So as they got older in the generation, they were looking for someone to switch into. So the woman came as a caretaker. Right. What is the name of that? Well, I'm film? looking it up now. Right? right. And so she comes as a caretaker. Right. And the black woman switches, but the black man didn't switch yet. He's still a white guy. And Carrie Washington comes in and the woman is looking like, hmm. No, no, they hadn't switched yet, right? Right. They hadn't switched. He said, hmm, how long have you been here? But it was too late because they had been grooming the white girl. It's something about the skeleton key. That's it. That's Good it. memory. Skeleton mm-hmm. key. If you have not seen the skeleton key, yeah. you have to see that film because in actuality... The black people win. And you know what? They don't have the skeleton key on her Wikipedia page. Like, I'm looking at all of her films. The skeleton key, right? Yeah. So you have to see this. So this is in that framework where it's hoodoo being controlled. Right? Where where hoodoo is in control. So they end up switching with the woman switches into the younger girl's body, yep. which is the white girl, but they really, she saw Carrie Washington and said, well, I haven't groomed you, so right. we're coming down to the anniversary, so we have to switch soon, or right. I would have took her, because I'm tired of being in Caucasian body. You have to see the skeleton key, right? Yeah, so this is man. this is poised to be on that level. Because it is horror. It says it horror. It is horror. horror. It is thriller. a horror film. And they do Kate not. Kate Hudson and Carrie Kate Hudson. Washington. And they yeah. do not play that film up. You have to see Great the skeleton film. key. Yeah. Let's continue. So here he is. She slaps the doll. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Let me back this up. Let me back this up and turn that up a little bit. Let me turn this up. He's outside. He's looking out the window and he's like. Hey, help me. I got to turn this up. You got to feel the full velocity of this right here. This is going gonna be a great movie. La, Loretta Divine right. out of type. She's playing out of type. Right. Against type, right? So let's see. Where is it? Is this here? I didn't go back too far. Okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah, she is playing against type. Here it is. Hey, Watch hey. this. This is for your own good. She Hi. took his tongue. Oh she takes God. his tongue, sis. Oh, 
somebody through through the hoodoo. His tongue is still there, but she took his tongue so he couldn't talk. This this is the standard hero's journey. Yes. How is he gonna get out of this? How is he yeah. gonna build to the point where he gets out yeah. of this? This gonna be a great film. This right here, October 30th, we are there on all streaming platforms. Wow. We told you to share people because we were bringing you things that right. you would not see that you probably don't know that are coming. Yeah. This probably would have stormed in the movie theater yeah, well, October 30th. I'm trying to point to the box look. <laughs> what? On the screen. See the box? Yeah, the head. box with his tongue missing. Yeah. <laughs> right? This is, I mean, this is going to be phenomenal, yeah, right? It is. Spell. Well, yeah, we, we right? will be watching this. We will be covering it. October 30th on Prime Video. We're there. Amazon Google, Prime. All these different places. They have it because they want this to be number one. This okay. is Loretta Divine. Yes. Opposite. Yeah. Omar. What's his name? Um, Omar Hardwick. Omari Hardwick. Omari Hardwick. Hardwick. Right? This is going to be... Let people know that this is coming out. It's called Spell. We covered Omar Epps a couple of weeks ago in that other film. So we mixing up the Omar, uh, Omari Hardwick Ghost. Formerly known. Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay, okay, people. So look, this, this, this Halloween is shaping up because... We're going to be bringing you films that black people are in, that yeah. black people are going to love to right. watch during this Halloween season that's not necessarily produced by uh, black people. Right. But for one reason, right. black American blacks will love this and the black diaspora are going right. to love those films, right? right. And... We're bringing you the newest films. We're going to be talking about the newest films. And we've already talked about the top 10. And remember, you can go to the Film Review Life channel. Right. Subscribe. Right. uh, Press like. Right. Click smash like on this video. Right. Smash subscribe. Right. Smash share. Share this video. Let people know. We're bringing the information on movies on hashtag TFR We are bringing great Halloween horror films for you to help get you through COVID. That's right. And we're bringing you reviews on classic films. And we're bringing you the latest of films. And we're going classic on this next one real quick. Right, people? This one is a classic. Speaking of great, great actors, films, right? Yeah, like she's another one. Like when we're like looking at uh, the the uh, Turner movie classics, or you know, when we see that Betty Davis is in the film, you can just about bet that it's gonna be a good film. It's gonna be a good film, right? Yeah, Turner classic movies is right. playing this film. Betty Davis, yeah, Paul Hendred, yeah. right? It's called Now Voyager, yeah. right? It's called Now Voyager, right? Yeah. It was filmed yeah. in 1941. Okay. It released in 1942. This is a classic film. Yeah. 
Betty Davis as Charlotte Vale. Right. Paul Henred as Jeremy or Jerry. Yes. Claude Rains yep. as the doctor. Yeah. Uh, Gladys Cooper as Mrs. Henry Vale, who is Charlotte Vale's mother, right? Right. Synopsis. A young woman finds it hard to break the domineering hold her mother has on her until a psychologist yeah. or psychiatrist right. unlocks the door and love, romance, and responsibility finds her finally content by movie's end, right? So that's our synopsis on this film, but let me tell you something. This film, I'm going to tell you, the transformation of Charlotte gets you Every time when you watch this Talking movie, about right, character arcing, <laughs> it's always yeah. amazing, right? Yeah, it is. Betty Davis's ability to emote on screen, to arc her char- character from off the script page to screen, yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Claude Rains as the liberator teacher and later student of human nature by the actions of Charlotte. Beautifully acted. There's a yin and yang thing going on. Who is originally the liberator and the teacher and then who becomes the teacher in the end within that relationship. Beautifully done. And Paul Henred as Jerry, a man obligated but in love with his work is the perfect love interest and possible foil to Charlotte's happiness. You know, sometimes men in their thought process can sometimes be a hindrance or a foil, a possible foil to a woman's happiness. And in this story, you just have to watch this. I mean, it's a beautiful film, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a beautiful romance and drama. Right, right. Yeah. It's a love film, too. It's a love film. Yeah. Gladys Cooper as the dominating mother and her ability to read the scene and bring the perfect opposite to Davis's Charlotte shows Cooper's talent yeah. and her character's exit scene could not have been played any better. Gladys Cooper's talent, I mean, to... Because, you know, Betty Davis was the hot... I'm going to say hot girl of that time, right? Right. Hers were maybe... Her her hot time, Gladys, Gladys Cooper's hot time was maybe a decade before. Right. And she was able to harness that energy to bring about a performance that was not trying to overshadow Betty Davis but was a compliment to what Betty Davis was doing in the film right the way she she was throwing the bass and the woman and and Cooper was throwing back the mid-range right and so it was a beautiful compliment but the exit scene 
of Mrs. Henry Bell could not have been played any better. And I will say that it was behind Charlotte's back. And yeah. that's what I will say to that. Yeah. You have to watch this film. Now, the scene that we're going to watch, we're going to talk over it, you know. It, 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 we might as well start playing it right now. This is where Claude Rains as the doctor, right? comes in after being hired by the mother to assess her daughter, right? And this is where you get to as an audience, if you have never seen Betty Davis in this story, you get to see what she looked like under the domineering force of her mother and how her niece yeah. interacts with her yeah. Which leads Claude Rains into being even more confident about yeah. his diagnosis. Yeah. So as we come in, we start right here. Yeah. That's nonsense. She's most seriously ill. Charlotte is. Thanks to you. Did Thanks you to her mother, he says. Yeah. That she is seriously ill. How? By having exercised a mother's rights. A mother's rights, twaddle. The child has rights. A person has rights. This is a story of many people who have mothers who, whatever they believe, it seems to hold down the child. And it could happen with fathers also, but this is this story. So this is the niece coming in to the scene. So you're introduced to the niece. She is a, you know, she's fly dressed. And here is the opposite, Betty Davis. You look ravishing. You dress? No, Well, Anyway, it's devastating. Aunt Charlotte... Anyway is devastating. You have to see this film. Betty Davis, right? Claude Rains, right? Gladys Cooper. Paul Hendred. Now Voyager. I'm June. You've heard about us. June and December. My infant. What's that? Oh, don't tell me Charlotte gave it to you. June. One of her own precious private. Why, Aunt Charlotte, fess up a romance. Isn't Look at that. See this? So this is the this is an example of the abuse. This is the scene. This is the initiating scene, Charlotte's really, got right? The So there we go. So that 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 is the movie. So you have to see this movie. You right? do. The movie is a classic. It is right? a classic. Right, tear so, jerker. Yeah, it's a tear jerker, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I love about when I watch these films, the classic films, right? Mm -hmm. And um, first of all, I love how on um, the Turner Classic Movie Channel, mm -hmm. we get to see classic um, black films as well, right? Because they'll, you'll, will, like this, was it last month? Last month, they had a Dorothy Dandridge, right? Mm -hmm. So they show like some of her films and then they'll have like um, uh, Sidney Portier or Hera Belafonte or and they also did a butterfly a tribute to uh, Butterfly McQueen sure did yeah. so what I love uh, I just love old movies period right and da Betty Davis is 
again, like I said, a great actress. But what I liked about this film is, just like most of the old films, classic films, I love like the hair, the makeup, and clothing. And the architecture, because we talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. It's just like so much detail and like some of the buildings that they built, you know, back then. The interior design, just mm -hmm. like just the clothing. Everything was just more... Um, more material, uh, more, the colors were richer, just well done. But when I saw this film and we talked about like her wardrobe and her hair, right? Mm -hmm. That made me think of a book that uh, we had read a while back and it's called Bright Boulevards, Bold Dreams, um, the story of like Black Hollywood uh -huh. written by Donald Bogle. Mm -hmm. And he said in his book, um, he talked about it's like the behind the scenes of who's who Black Hollywood, right? And um, he talked about how in these films, like the Betty Davis films, um, or Gone with the Wind, just like all of these old classic films that um, they had Black hairstylists and makeup artists, right? Right. And so when we see a lot of the hairstyles that we'll see Betty Davis with and like a Dorothy Dandridge with or Lena Horne, um, most of the time it was the same black hairstylists. That's right. These are black hairstylists. When, when you watch right. these classic films, see this is yeah. what we, what people need to realize right. is American black culture Right is the culture of America. Right. So black hairstylists, I'll let you finish, but the black hairstylists and makeup artists worked on white films. Still people didn't know this. That's so, right. So they, they, they show you, like they'll show you those old clips and behind the scenes and they'll show you white people working. Right. But when in actuality it was black, when you see Betty Davis's hair up with those curls, like how it is in this, like how it is here on this poster, those were black hairstylists uh, styling the white women's hair. So the hairstyles that you saw were black women's Makeup. hairstyles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the the way that they wore their clothes, like right. if the men tilted their hat a certain way. Yeah. Black men the did styles. that. The way that they wore the suit, the way that they wore the tie. Like they will tell you certain things, but right. then they won't tell you about the haberdashery and right. who actually was the haberdasherer, right? right? I'm making a new word. <laughs> but when you look at the hairstyles, when you look at the language that they're used, especially in the film noir film or film noir, right. as they call it, depending on how you want to pronounce it, right. you're hearing the language of black people being reinterpreted by writers who are telling a story and want the people to be hip, right? Like, there's no more hipper cat than Louis Armstrong, right. but Bing Crosby is made to seem hip standing next to Louis Armstrong. Right. Louis Armstrong gave Bing Crosby his street cred. Right. Standing next to Dizzy. Right. Or Bird. Right. Or Miles. Right. Gave the street credibility to these actors 
and thus people went to go see their films, all people, because they thought they were hip, and they were in the know, and they knew how to move through worlds, you see? Like the musicians, they moved through, and actors and actresses too, but specifically the musicians were able to move in all worlds. Like we covered, um, and it was the true story, um, once he was released from prison, was it Al Capone? Al Capone. And his favorite, one of his favorite artists was, was that? Louis. Uh, Armstrong, Armstrong, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, so they were able to move in all worlds, like gangster, um, business. But the main point is the the actors on the screen got their street cred by taking the words that they would call jive. And the quick speaking, talking, thuggish police or gangsterous. Right. Gangsters in these films, mm-hmm. these film noir films, they are using language that they are hearing on the street. Right. That they are emulating. Kind of like today. It's it's the same. Today, so we, just like when you see these commercials, right? And they'll use a slang that was used in maybe hip hop, like it could be like a few years ago. Ten years ago. Ten my years, bag. Like yeah. they took my bag. Right. Like you're holding a bag, my bag, and turned it into my bad. B A D. And some black people don't realize that it was my bag. Right. That, that's my bag. Right. It's like I'm holding a bag. They don't realize and they say, that's my bad, picking it up from them because they heard it wrong. Or you'll be watching, or I'll be watching, let's say, uh, one of the TV shows. I'll be watching one of um, Andy Cohen's shows. Um, His was happening live show or either one of the housewife shows. And then somebody will say shade, right? right? So you'll hear terminology from black culture now has been embedded into other cultures. That's right. Yeah. That's the way it is. So right? just like it was in the past, it is current day. But what's what's interesting to me, like once we read this read the book, we read the book like years ago, you'll see in the films like uh, the black maids and butlers, right? Right. But they didn't show you in film how the, the beauticians, the the women who helped do their hair and who did their makeup were black women. Like they didn't show that part. They that part, you know, we read about in a um by in his um, book. In the book, right. So in the book. And that's a black author and you should pick that up. Yeah. It came out in the nineties. Yeah, so if you're not if you're not hip to that yeah, Donald put, Bogle. Put that into your repertoire yeah. to read. Right? So yeah. let's go through cin- cinematography on Now Voyager is a ten. Yeah. Storyline through line is a ten. Yeah. Character arc is a 10. The acting skill and the emoting right. is a 10. Wardrobe, the cars, the set design, again, is 10. Right. The drama, the romance, the love in this film is a 10, right? right. The various locations, because they go uh, around the world in this film. Yeah, they do. So the various locations uh, are a 10, right? right. The story beats leading right. from one point to the next. That's a 10. And the believability is a 10. What would you rate now, Voyager? 10 for yeah. also for like for everything you said. Um, like the acting, the storyline, 
this one has a twist too, right? Yeah, it's a twist. <laughs> I love to, twist. the films that we bring to you, the classic films are truly like really, really, really good films. Like we we uh, dive in and bring you great films. This was a great film. For right. And when you said. know, when yeah. you learn where all of this comes from, you really enjoy the films more. Right. This has been another yeah. great, grand, jam-packed episode of the time Film Time Not enough time. Not enough time. Not we enough time. will see you next week at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, yeah. 8.30 p.m. Eastern yeah. on another episode of The Film Review. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on The Film Review Live channel. Subscribe. Hi, this is Bernadette Stannis, Thelma from Good Times, and you're watching The Film Review. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.